All right, as you guys know, welcome back to another episode of Comedian's Bed. And as I always like to do, I like to give a little uh, intro for our guests. I'm going to start that over. <laughs> nah, you're good. You're fine. Because I'm high right now, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. You might just keep it. I like that. That is good. <laughs> keep, it, keep it natural. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that. But... <laughs> He doesn't even know that we used to live in the same town. I doubt it was at the same time. But this guy right here is a great comic, man. He's hilarious. We did a show together. It was my first festival. Mm -hmm. This guy is not only a funny comedian, but he's a genuine guy with a big heart. I love <laughs> the fact that on his social media that he boosts his wife up as his backbone. That right there lets me know that he got yeah. a good head on his shoulders. Please. Sure. Everybody, please give a round of applause to our next guest, Jesse Pimpinella. Everybody, what's up, everyone? It's good to be on the show. Yeah, <laughs> love. I love the applause break. It's good yeah. energy here, people. No, it, it Ty, it is awesome to be on the show. Um, and and like I said, I am a I'm a, I am a person with a big heart, but my wife even bigger heart. She yeah. um supports me in everything that i do she was a uh co-producer on my comedy special and people don't know how much she did behind stay you know behind the curtain of everything to keep me sane for that night uh right. and actually i'm blessed enough to now i'm going to start co-hosting a show with her okay. uh called the bride of pimpy uh, <laughs> pimpy's my 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 name uh, she gave me and so yeah we're doing that on facebook live at the grown-ups table uh on sundays so it's because it, we love horror movies we right, right. and this is the time of the year uh to talk about horror movies so like i'm just a geek of that stuff <laughs> <laughs> how long have you guys been married we've been married for two years um but we've known each other uh since catholic high school uh that's, that's how right. far back we went but it's so funny because none of us are catholic anymore <laughs> like we <laughs> like like they kind of beat it out of you on your way out. You're like, yeah. like I think I know what's going on. You know, but uh, we were friends for a very long time, and uh, one of the nice things, and I think that was what's so great, because our, our marriage is built on the fact that we were friends, and to yeah. this day we're still like friends. And I think that's what makes it so great, because like I love hanging out with my wife. You know, you always hear comedians. Yeah. Kind of groan about hanging out with their wives like oh yeah yo it's a, that's why you got that whole genre of comedy like take my wife please you know and it's like for me i'm just like i can't wait to go home <laughs> right yeah right right no um i i agree with what you're saying actually because uh my girl she kind of like helps me a lot and if i produce a show like she usually the one that like buys the liquor and i'd like pay for the venue and stuff like that so it's really hey! It's really important to have that teamwork. Like, how does like you said she helped out with the with the with the special? I know that took a, a while and it was a lot for you. Like, in what oh, yeah. ways easier for you? She made it easier because like there are a lot of times on on the path to getting that completed. I wanted to quit so much at times. <laughs> uh, and like you know, I'm just like I'm done. I'm out of here. And it's like it's like. Because what happened was we filmed it. It was great. And then COVID-19 hit and it destroyed post-production. And then at one point we we had a distributor for it to go out with. They backed out, uh, but not because of anything we did wrong. I think it was the climate of everything. So, And I understand that. That happens. It's business. And 
there was just times where I'm like, I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm screwing this up. I'm not doing it. I had, you know, this director that was amazing that helped me out. I have these fantastic producers, including my wife. And I just felt like I was letting them down. And they're just like, no, 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 carry the ball. Get it over the touchdown line. You're going to feel amazing. You're going to feel good. And God bless the fact that they said that to me because I we got there. And I remember when I knew everything was good. It was October mm-hmm. 1st. Or, or technically it was October 2nd because it was past midnight. Me and my wife were watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I, and I my arm over my hover and we're just watching. And all of a sudden, that's when we got the alert that I hit number one on Amazon. And mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. And she kind of looked me in the eye and was like, told you. you know, it's like she she knew. She's like, just keep doing. She sometimes, I think, knows like what I bring to the table more than I do. And yeah. sometimes I feel like, you know, like I, I literally feel like, you know, she's, she's just incredible. And she made the process so much easier because there were a lot of times, you know, as a comic, you know, there's self-doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you'll look yourself in the mirror after some shows and you're like, even though you just killed, you look yourself in the mirror. You're like, you're not funny. What the <laughs> heck? How, how the hell did you fool those people into making them laugh? You're a fraud. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. these cra- that craziness, and and she she was able to help me kind of keep that under control. Sorry, my dog's barking. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. But no, no, she was she was really good about that. Really great. So yeah, no, and it seems yeah. like you got a good woman on your uh, on your hands. Seems like you know she's a team. She's a she. She you're a team. That's the thing. You're yeah, and that's what I think is so important is to have that team. Yeah. We first met. She did not like comedy. Like she would not laugh at anything. So now, <laughs> now that she's actually like you know laughing at stuff, it uh it makes it easier. It makes it easier. So yeah, she she's everything. So so all right so. I look, real uh, quick, can I say one thing real fast? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. funny you said that. So my wife, okay, so when we went to high school together, she when we graduated, she went to New York to go to, go to an acting academy. And she was uh-huh. she's a fantastic actress. Uh, she decided that wasn't the path she wanted to go with. She wanted to go a different way. But during that time in New York, her and her actor friend, actress friends, they had a pact that no matter what, under no circumstances, do you go on a date with a stand-up comic? <laughs> <laughs> And she married one, so she like failed epically. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think she talks to her New York friends anymore because of me. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are both in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. She's way more talented than me. Way more. I just feel like a vampire. I'm just sucking it out of her and yeah. just I'm taking it for myself. You know what I mean? I'm like the hocus pocus witch. I'm just like sucking the soul out of her. <laughs> I'm funny now. You know, I'm just like that's all it is at this break. That's what's up, man. That's good. That especially for somebody to be in the business with you, she kind of understands like the ins and outs and kind of give you some tools and probably you know Ooh, put, yes. put your name in rooms that you probably wouldn't have got in for yourself. Yeah, no, no, no. She's she's definitely has helped me with that. Especially like she knows people that I, uh, that now I see in my audiences when I go up to Youngstown and perform and stuff like that. Uh, kind of these room people I never really saw in my audience. Now they're bringing people and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's good. I think anytime you find somebody who just wants to push you up, like it's, right. I think, it, I think what's really great in a relationship is when both people see themselves as a stage while the other person they think is the star and they both, they push that person up. So when you got two people that are constantly pushing each other up, mm-hmm. the sky's the limit. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, that to me is beautiful. I mean, that's what any marriage should be pushing good- the other one up to their next level. 
That's a good analogy, man. I'm gonna take that going forward. So you guys, yeah. uh, you you did mention Youngstown, and I I brought it in the intro. Like I used to, I used to live in Youngstown. Man, I used to live in Youngstown for three years. I used, I went to Youngstown State. Hey, fellow penguin! All right, <laughs> all right. When did you live in Youngstown? I lived my first year. I lived uh, on the dorms, of course, uh, and then after that, I lived like on an apartment in on campus. What years? Um, so I went, I graduated in 2009, so 2010 through 2013 is when I went there. Yeah, we went, we went to college at the exact same time. We did. Oh, wow, I okay. swear to god, I didn't graduate until 2015. I was a part of Rookery Radio, yeah, and all that. So much of you knew what that was. I did Rookery Radio too, you, man. Wait, yeah. get out of here. You did Rookery Radio, yeah, I did, rookery guys. Radio too. So, everybody <laughs> knows what Rookery Radio is, it, but Adam Earnhardt. Uh, started a radio station and it was sponsored by the CW for a while. And, and uh, it is a, it gave me such a great start with comedy and giving me an outlet. And oh, that's so cool. You were on there, man. Yeah, what man. year were you? What year were you on the airwaves? I think it was my, it was my first, no, it was my second year. So that was 2010, 2011, so 2011 through 2012. Dude, I was I was on the air with you at that oh, point. Really? Our shows were on the same <laughs> scheduled quarters. Holy hell! Can you yeah, believe that? Man. I mean, I understand that for the for those that aren't familiar, the radio station it's it's a revolving door. You yeah. know, it's a revolving door. You know, you sometimes it's always you know that instance where you you see someone still doing the show. You're looking at your work show. You're like, dude, they better get out of here. I got my show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and no, I, had, I had like the prime awesome. spot. I had like the prime spot. I would go uh, Friday nights, uh, and I would go from like eight to like eleven. I think. So, Ooh, there yeah. we go. Excellent. Yeah. But it didn't have. Oh no my! That, I knew you said Youngstown when we at the festival. You said Youngstown, and yeah. and 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 you didn't see this, and I'm glad you didn't see this. <laughs> but and, and my wife or my friends, anytime I hear Youngstown, I go whoop whoop. I'm like so excited. I'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like. Youngstown is like this. It's like a weird badge of pride. So badge it of pride, is, because it's like if the, you survive, if you survive Youngstown, you survive anything. That's what I was gonna say. Like Youngstown made me the man who I am today. I'm not gonna lie to you. If it had not been for me going, to, that was the first time I like lived on my own. So like Youngs, that's where I learned to cook. All that like. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Youngstown, that was that was the deal, man. So what? So like my last year in Youngstown, I lived in Liberty. So what part of like Youngstown did you live in? I was uh I was close to Liberty, not far away. I was in Hubbard. Okay, okay. Yeah. Dude, we, I swear you and I have probably walked past each other at a gas station <laughs> getting gas or getting a morning coffee and we didn't even know it. That is insane, people. Yeah, like man. I mean, astronomically, just as common. But I've been noticing a lot of people from Youngstown that have came down to Columbus. I've been noticing there's this great exodus from Youngstown to Columbus lately. Yeah. Yeah. Like I saw someone, I was at Tim Hortons and this woman, she had three, three, Oh, on her, her wrist, like a <laughs> tattoo. And I, I, I lurk, I'm like, you penguin. And she like, and she gave me her years. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, she, she literally yelled out. Oh nine to Oh 12. And I'm like, ah, that's awesome. Yeah. 
I almost wore my uh, Youngstown jacket for you, but I was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna." Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I would have, I would have ran out and got my my, uh, my Letterman jacket. We yeah. got matched. I miss I miss Youngstown so much, and I want to do. do a show. I want to do a show up there. Like that was my first time I ever did comedy, and then I waited like a couple years to do it again. Um, but I want to do like a show up there so much. But the only thing that keeps me from not going is the freaking drive, man. I can't, <laughs> I can't. I'll tell you what, let's, let's after this, because I mean, obviously we're doing a show here. We don't want to talk too much business, yeah. too much cool. but talk to me, man. I still go up there and perform gigs up there. Okay, you know, cool, you and yeah. I, we could do, we'll do a drive. We'll do a, yeah. we'll do a drive up, drive in, drive out kind of deal. Yeah. Cause when you constantly drive up there, it's like, it's okay. It's not a bad drive, but like, if yeah. you haven't done it in a while, that's like, that's a long drive, man. <laughs> it's, it's Akron. It's yes. that one hour through Akron is <laughs> longer than the two hours on 71. I don't know how it is. It just is. Yeah. And I can't explain it. It's like a weird, like time just changes. And you don't know what exists anymore, but that's why like, I try to like, like, uh, like I try to like make my car as peaceful as possible. Yeah. Like as a comic, I, I you know, you know, you drive a lot. We we do yeah. drives. That's what we do as comics. And like I'll have a pillow. I got like <laughs> I got a I got a giant like one of those like styrofoam cups. I'll get yeah. French fries and shove them in there. So in the cup holder, so <laughs> fries. Like I I have it made in the shade. I'm trying. You know, yeah. I'm listening to a book on tape. Like it's my Shangri La. Yeah. You know. Yeah. My, you know what, Youngstown, the city of Youngstown owes me like thousands of dollars because every every tire of mine went flat. Messing with some potholes, <laughs> them potholes is nothing to play with, man. Them's a different type of potholes in Youngstown. Dude, <laughs> I bent my rim one time on one of these potholes, man. And here's how angry I got. And this is, and look, I was with somebody I was dating at the time, uh, and. They re they re realized like oh he's a psycho, yeah. I mean, dude. I bent my rim, and for those people who don't know, when you bend your rim, it is an expensive amount of money to replace. Yeah. But if you got a car that isn't like rim friendly, as in like it's hard. Like I had a Jeep. The closest yeah. place I could get a rim the last time I, I had a rim bend was in New York City, Youngstown, New York City. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. So <laughs> anyway, I bent the rim. I got so angry. I grabbed a rock. And I threw it at a billboard sign yelling, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. and like, and then I had to sit there and, and try to prove that I'm a sane human being to this girl. I'm like, you don't understand. It's yeah. a rim. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Man, listen, man. I think, I think it was a couple months before like I left or whatever. And, or maybe like the first semester. I, I hit a pothole so hard that it knocked down my flex pipe. Like it was already no. like, already, but it knocked it completely off. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> how many times did you kick your car? How many oh times? Oh my god. And that was my first car, too. Like no! it, was, it was just and then like the day that I was leaving, it would not start. Like it started oh, to get god. me to the to get me to subway or campus, like meet my friends, and then like it wouldn't start again. And I was like, bruh. Like I just want to leave. <laughs> like, and, then, and then my friend came and he like, man, watch out! And he like yanked it, like he like started it, and it started right up. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, because isn't it? Not. Those friends are blessings. Yeah, they are always have been blessings because it's like, you know, having friends like that. That I, I had friends like that. I had a friend that knew so much about cars. 
just so he can understand cars more. His <laughs> first car, he took it apart yeah. piece by piece. If I had done that, you would have saw me in my garage with a shotgun in my mouth. Like, I would <laughs> be like, I'm an idiot. Why would I do that? But, right. uh, but no, he took it apart, put it back together. He knows everything about cars. Those friends are an absolute blessing anytime you're, you're in trouble. Yeah, man. Then I made that move down back home to, and I went to Ohio State. And that's when I was like, oh, this is what real college is like. All right. <laughs> this is real cool. Okay. For, those, for those that don't know, Youngstown State University stands for you screwed up. Right. You know, I, I say in my comedy act, our acceptance letters came with a plus one. All right. <laughs> it's it's. Dude, like, here's community college. Here's us. Like, we're Man, like, it, my degree. What like, it, it was so funny. Like, I remember there was this guy. It, I remember my mom. She's like, oh, you got to get good grades in high school. You got to do great. You're going to get into a good college, right? I, I got straight A's all through it. And I'm like, all right, I'm in college. And then the, the guy that sits next to me uh, in my first day of college was somebody who slept every day in high school and got D's all the way through. Right. And I was like. I could have done that. I could have done that. I could have slept in every class. I could have got D's and still get where I was. <laughs> Man, I um, I went. I knew stuff was getting real when I got a academic probation letter from Youngstown State. I was like, "Damn, oh. <laughs> like, dude, what are we doing? What the hell you do?" <laughs> I I don't even remember what I was doing. I I, th I think it was my <laughs> first semester, and I was just, I was just, yeah, I was chilling. I was chilling, man. I was chilling. Crazy, but then I turn, I turn it around. I took the classes over again, but like, yeah. I was in undergrad for seven years, and it was because I had to take so many classes. <laughs> <laughs> That's with that and transferring so much. Like, <laughs> so what did you make the move down from Youngstown to Columbus, and what made you make the move too? So uh, at first, when I was doing the college racket, uh, you know, I was going to law school to become a lawyer. Uh, and I wanted to go to Capital University. When I say I want to go to Capital University, I mean, they were the only ones that took me. <laughs> That's it. I was getting I was getting rejected left and right. It was it was high school prom all over again. And then I looked across the room and there was the one the one chick missing an eye. You know, she has a, she has an anchor tattoo on her chest. And I'm like, That's her. That's who I'm taking to prom. So I went to <laughs> So I went to Capitol, and uh, it was it was good. It wasn't for me. It turned out it wasn't for me. It's a good school. It's a good school. I know I, I, I mess with it, but it's a good school. And um, so then I, I decided, you know, I, I got into other stuff, but comedy was the main thing. Comedy was what I what was my bread and butter, and I, I and I got to work with so many people that really bo boosted me up. Uh, you know, some Johnny Lee Dam, uh, Kenny Miller. These are comics that I we, I want people to know so much about because these guys, without them, is no there is no Jesse Pimpinella. It doesn't he doesn't exist. Uh, they gave me the opportunities I needed. Uh, the some of the club owners that you know gave just gave a shot on me. You know, and then that was that was amazing. You know, because like all you know, that's the one thing about comedy that I I, I always tell people are starting out. You know, there's always this like it seems impossible, and and don't get me wrong, there are times where it seems impossible. Right. But what's so great is the odds are most of the time in your favor. And what I mean by that is you only need a certain amount of yeses. You could take on an indefinite amount of nos in your life. 
Right. But you just need a few yeses to put you in the right spot. For example, there are probably hundreds of thousands of venues in this country that you could do comedy at, whether it's a club, a, a fire hall show, you know, and, and get paid that night. You know what I mean, there's there's a, a lot. You know what I mean? And all you need, so you can work every weekend, is about 104. Mm-hmm. That's 52. Uh, that's like that's 52 venues if you do two nights. But I mean, that's all you need is 52 yeses. So yeah. out of 100 million no's, if you get 52 yeses, you're a complete success. Hell, mm-hmm. if you get 30 yeses, you're a complete success at this. You know, so that was that was one thing I, I learned a lot about, especially with like when I law school, like that one school that said yes to me. You know what I mean? I just needed one yes to become a lawyer. Those yeah. 500 no's that I got don't matter. Didn't matter. I just needed a yes. And somebody said yes. So I always tell people when people say yes to you, man, not only should you, you know, respect that person, you know, but make sure somehow you can pay it back to them, you know, pay it forward sometimes. Sometimes yeah. that's what they want you to do is pay it forward. So when you find somebody who's out there getting a bunch of no's, give them a yes. Give yeah. them a yes. So they keep passing on the yeses. Cause comedy, while sometimes it's, you know, it's you and the audience, one on one, mano y mano, you know, that philosophy is all good and stuff, but when you can work together with other comedians to make opportunities and help others out, uh, this art, it, it transcends to something better. It transcends to a community. It, trans- it transcends to the ability to make a living at this, I think. And that, and that's all we ultimately want. I mean, we're not, like, you know, we're, I mean, yeah, rich and famous is amazing, but Hey, you know, if we can make enough money doing comedy to put bread and butter on the table, pay the bills, take care of the family, then in my opinion, you made it. That's 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 the American dream, is it not? So well said, man. Very much well said. So how do we get from Youngstown to Columbus? We already talked about that. How do we get from Columbus back to Youngstown? I know we touched on that a little bit to film our, our comedy special. Uh your your comedy special, not ours. My fault. Uh, <laughs> Trust me, it was I told everybody that day when we filmed it, it's our comedy special. Everybody, because <laughs> everybody there was bringing the Ray game. You got the sound guys yeah. over here, the camera guys over here. And I was like, any any advice, any if you guys know any way to make this better, you come to me. Don't worry. We're not one of those people like, well, thank you. We'll take that into consideration. Right. No, no. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. Anybody who's involved in helping it making it an amazing comedy special, I'm like, it's it's part of you now because you you helped make it great. Um right. So how we got there was, so there's two players that are very important to the story. Um, Matt Nasty and Harrison Poole. Mm-hmm. Matt Nasty, these two comedians are amazing. And uh, at the time, they were in film school, right? But they these guys didn't need film school. These guys were geniuses behind the camera automatically. I've seen their work. I love their work. They were just doing it just so that they, you know, nowadays you have to have the credibility from right, something. Right, right. That's all it is. But yeah, whether diploma or not, these kids were geniuses. And uh, I say kids, they're my age. Uh, I just, I always, I, I <laughs> but anyways, so we, it, we, we just said, why not one night? Why not? Yeah. We were talking about doing, we were talking about one day I want to do a comedy special. I want to do a comedy. And Harrison, Poole, and Matt looked at me and like, why not? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? Why can't we do it? Tell me why we can't do it. Well, we need cameras. We need a crew. And they, they had the resources. So they were, because they were film students, they had access to all the state-of-the-art camera equipment that they can use for their thesis statement, which was my comedy special. Yeah. 
And I'm like, all right, okay, we have the equipment, but what about the people? What about the people, the, the crew and all that stuff? Uh, a bunch of people who need uh, credits for school. Right. They can use this as a credit. and We can pay them. Where are we going to get the money? We sell tickets. We sell enough tickets to break even that night for all to pay everybody else and everybody happy. And then I'm like, wait, I work for free. And they're like, fuck yeah, you work for free. It's your special. <laughs> all right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Good point. Good point. I'll work for free. Right. <laughs> everybody made money that night except for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody made money that night, um, which, which is fine. With me. I was fine with that. Cause like these guys were making my dream come true. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's what I was getting that night. So, so and I know I wanted to do it in Youngstown. Youngstown yeah. was where I started doing comedy. Um, and I, and I wanted, it had to be back there. So, we did it in the uh, Knox building, the federal building in downtown Columbus. Uh, there was this uh, middle floor that was just completely empty. Mm-hmm. And what every, what the crew and cast did was amazing. They made it look like this beautiful hall. When you took it down after everybody left, you were just thinking, oh, God, we all we all breathe that much asbestos. No, I'm kidding. We didn't breathe that much. <laughs> there was no asbestos. I'm kidding. But um, – but anyways, uh, no, no, they made it look so beautiful. We had a six camera setup, mm-hmm. and we had uh, a sound crew. I was mic'd up all over me. I had the mic in my hand, but I had the mic in, on my black shirt. Um, and so we we said, all right, let's do it. So we, me and Matt and Nessie, Matt was also going to film his special. We filmed our specials back-to-back for two shows one night. I did my 45. He did his 45. And then uh, – we did it. We sold out the both shows. We oversold them. So okay. there was 200 seats. We sold 250 for each show. So, That's you cool. know, everybody, the most important part was everybody got paid. Mm-hmm. The laughs were good. Everything was great. The show went off without, without a hitch. So it was the best moment ever. The hardest moment what came after was post-production when COVID hit. Because we couldn't all get in the same room together at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because Matt had some health issues and stuff like that. So we had to be very, very careful. But like I said, we we got we got it cut together. Uh, we had a couple post issues with colorization, trying to make the colors match because we have multiple cameras and different lighting situations. You want to make it look seamless so it doesn't look like a different camera. Because the art, you know, the art of camera switch, a camera scene switch, is you want to make it feel like it didn't happen, but right. it did. Um, so they got that, and then our first distributor, we were going to go through Amazon one hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened was, um, during the time, uh, the, the network to put stuff onto Amazon was getting bogged down by a lot of, uh, fake documentaries and that were filled with fake information mm-hmm. and the documentaries, nonfiction doc specials were all in the same category. Oh, so right. what happened was Amazon had a strict rule where anything submitted from this date and this date was denied automatically for for public safety reasons. But the problem with that was if you were denied, you could never be reinstated. Mm-hmm. Even if it even if you had the best reason in the world. Right. You know? So, you know, that was the moment I, I was that was one of my first moments where I was like, oh God, this is over. This is yeah. over. Everything we worked for up until this point were but you know, my wife, my friends, you know, they said, no, no, carry it. Go all the way. I was like, all right, fine, fine. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it into film festivals. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it in film festivals, get it running that round. Uh, Harrison, who's a genius, found a way to release it, the audio, on Amazon. Okay. I was like, I was like all right, all right, we got something. We got something. Might not be the video, but it's the audio. I, I can do that. I can definitely take that. You know, 
And, you know, I had the, uh, the video special to be bought for my website. Um, and then, like I said, um, it came time around. We, we did everything we could. We advertised. We went to every podcast from here to PA <laughs> advertising this every way we possibly can. Yeah. You know, I think at one point, one of the ideas was for me to get a tattoo if we sold a, a large amount, which is on the table for the second special. So, yeah. you know, the story has a happy ending because the second special has been greenlit okay. by uh, by uh, Nowhere Record. Uh, go, uh, going Nowhere Records. Okay. Uh, or sorry, Nowhere Fast. Jeez, they're going to drop me. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to drop me. They're like, like, what? We made your dream come true? <laughs> really? You gave us their fucking name right? Sorry, were we allowed, am I allowed to cuss on here? I'm yeah, pretty you sure. Are. Yeah, All right, yeah. good. All right. <laughs> I mean, there's like there's like nice cats up here and stuff, and I'm just <laughs> over here just cursing it out. <laughs> Anyways, nowhere fast records. All right, so so yeah, they were, they were talking about me getting a tattoo. I was gonna get a tattoo. If I sold this much, I'll get a tattoo of hot mess, and which it's still on the table, and because I'm gonna double up with this next one, say I'll get both titles, the first right. special and the second special on my back. But besides the point, um, but yeah, like I said, we. We got it there, and then come, come the morning, it drops on Amazon. I get a call, and I didn't have my phone all day because I just didn't want to. I was afraid. I was afraid. What are the results going to be? You know, you. But I get a call, and there was like five missed calls. I get a six. I, I my as my director Harrison. He's like, dude, have you looked at Amazon lately? I'm like, what? You're ten. I'm like, what? Somebody should fix the glitch on that website. That can't be fucking right. right? And like I was right next to like Andrew Schultz, I was right next to all these people. I was second, and then eventually I got I moved up to second to Bo Burnham's uh, recent special Inside, yeah. and I was like, "This gotta be a freaking mistake." And then my buddy's like, "No, it's not. Here's the counter. Here's the number. Here's the money." I'm like, fuck. And then, like I said, it went all the way all day until around midnight. We hit number one, and we stayed at number one for the whole rest of the weekend. And it was just, and then we did the next night. We did the launch show, which. Uh, I, you know, we we did a CD launch show. We had people buy CD, buy the video special, and everything. And it was just the that weekend was the most unreal thing that happened to me. Yeah, last year. And what it did was it just showed me, you know, that anybody, if you just say "fuck it," I'm going to do it myself. Those words are so powerful. They are so powerful. And because and it it showed me you could take whatever you want to do and and choose your own destiny choose your own adventure and just do it you know and like and it taught, it taught me that the word no you know someone, someone told me no you can't do this and i remembered all the, at that moment i remembered every time someone said i can't do what i wanted to do right and it's like i, I did it right you know and i'm going to go do it again you know and i'm going to make I'm, the next special i'm going to do it it's going to be bigger than it was this first one and and it's all thanks to the, the amazing team. Like I said, I was the ten percent that performed and did my job correctly twice in one night. That was right. my job. <laughs> That's all I thought. Right. I just did my job twice. That's it. That's all. And then after that, they edited, they colored it, they had music, they had this, they had that. And I I thanked everybody on the credits of that thing because there's credits at the end of my special. I was like thanking everybody. Like, you you rock. You you rock. I everybody gotta thank you because yeah. that, that that was what we did was not blind luck it was not luck luck would have been just fucking it up and somehow it goes out correctly no we we 
we the only thing that operated in that 12 month period to get it released the only thing that operated properly was the team that was behind it mm-hmm. the entire team from top to bottom everything else went wrong but we operated correctly and we got what we wanted and i uh, to me it was an amazing success story not just for me but for everybody who was involved well jesse i don't want to keep people waiting man let's go ahead and let's uh take a clip from uh, yeah Let's take a clip from the special here. I'll pull it up right now. Cheers. Yeah, play it, man. There we go. All right, cool. Look at this universe. I like this. It's just <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's a clip from Jesse's special hot mess, everybody. Yeah, that was. I saw that and I was like, "Yeah, we gotta talk about that one." That was a good joke, man. As always, thank you. And and it's based on a lot of truth. Uh, I, and you I came, do... you came, you came hard on the first joke. Which mm-hmm. is that was was that by design? Like, is that your style? Like, you you came real hard on the first joke, which I actually liked. Yeah, I I, I like that style of going hard on the first joke. You all because and here's what I think. I mean. When it comes to comedy, you want see. I spent years hosting, and and just real quickly, anybody who thinks hosting is below you, you're it's not. I will still host to this day. I love hosting because you have the opportunity to go first and warm up a cold crowd. And anything you do, if you're successful and you make them laugh, just imagine what happens when the crowd's already warmed up. Just imagine the dynamite that is. So it's it's so great to go first. So. I was always accustomed to always go go in with a huge bang because it also builds your credit with the audience. You know, it makes you go because comedy is the one thing that an audience can sit and watch and go, I could do that. Like, he's looking <laughs> like, yeah, no one, no one like watches a space launch and go, I could do that. No one. <laughs> no one's out there. No one's calling dibs on that. No one. So, you you want to establish it? Boom! Here's the joke. Here's the funny. I got you guys for the rest of the night. You guys are here to support me, and I appreciate that. So I'm gonna get you laughing right away. So, and and and, and like the second my second special that we're gonna film uh, next year in October. Um, it I open with uh, I do kind of a an Eddie Murphy like a revisit 
Like his first joke from his first special and the last special, same topic, but like I do a revisit of it. So I'm just talking about the, now more of what I learned with my CPAP. And it's a different joke entirely. But, you know, I think I think one of the things that Chris Rock once said, I loved it, is that comedians are like blues singers just because we're, we're just not musically talented. So we have to tell jokes. But we, most of the time we write about this. We write the uh, many different songs about the same topics. You know, you look at Bill Burr, Guns, Getting Rid of the Population. You know, he, like he talks, it's a running theme in all of his specials, but different jokes entirely. So that's that was it. So long story short, so I don't ramble. Uh, I Yeah, I. I always like starting the show out with a huge bang because, you know, like I said, it wins the audience over and it, yeah. and there's nothing better than hearing that nice roar of the first laugh. Cause as a comedian, you go on stage and, it, and that, that two or three seconds between them saying your name and then you getting that first laugh, that, that time could feel like hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> Feels like hours, but you get that first laugh, you're like, "We're good, got it." <laughs> it's like when you start your car. It's like trying to start the shitty car. <laughs> like <laughs> it turns on, you're like, "All right, this is gonna be a good night. Right. This is gonna be a good night." <laughs> but like you're telling that joke, and the engine's just stalling. You're like, "Oh, it's gonna suck." <laughs> and we've all had that moment. Oh God, yeah. I've had those. I've had those moments where you tell that first joke, and all you hear is. The, the 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 forks on the plate and the knives clinking together <laughs> and then and then not even some people always think in tv shows where like oh the comedian's gonna get booed no you don't get booed in real life you get pitied which makes you wish you got booed <laughs> <laughs> like oh he tried hard <laughs> <laughs> i had somebody turn around to an audience one time after i, I my first joke failed he's doing his best <laughs> 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 you're like ma'am let them boo let them boo all right it's gonna build some character on me jesse how long have you been doing comedy for uh i've been doing it for let's see okay so there's two numbers and so i'm gonna give you the first number because i to me that's the official number i've been doing this since uh 2011 which make this my 11th year doing comedy mm -hmm. uh but I actually have been writing jokes and performing sporadically before I was 18, before I turned 18. I, I performed since I was, believe it or not, 13. The problem is that no bar, no venue wants to give a 13-year-old time. Right. You know what I mean? Or a 15 year old or a 16-year-old. So I would do uh, any type of show, fundraisers. Uh, you know, I, I would lie my way onto a show to be on a show. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and there was times I, that, that it paid off and it did really well and then there was times where they were like we don't want you to come back and that was fine <laughs> like right. yeah but so so in a, in a weird sense i you know writing and performing is something that's been in me for since 15 years but for but for me consistently i mean i'm talking like every weekend i'm doing something i'm on stage 11 years yeah yeah that's what's up so are you like the the, the family jokester at thanksgiving and christmas and all that everybody looks to you for the joke no i'm the one who gets roasted the most <laughs> <laughs> every holiday i come home it's the roast of jesse it yeah. always is like 
you know, I kind of always felt like, you know, like when you watch Seinfeld and Seinfeld wasn't the funniest character on the show, it was all his friends. That's how I feel most of the time when I'm at home. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and I think that's good. That's a, that's a good thing. Cause you know, you know, sometimes, you know, we are a reflection of our funny lives. I, I mean, the difference between the funny guy and the comedian is the comedian can articulate the funny that's in his life. Right. You know, because the guy who's just funny, he'll tell you something funny that happened. You don't think it's funny. And then he'll say the iconic phrase, well, you had to be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you had to be there. Comedians, you can't do that on stage. You can't go, yeah, you had to be there. Yeah. No one paid for that. They paid for a laugh. And so that's, that's a joke all by yourself right there. You had to be there. You, like, <laughs> yeah, you had to be there. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. Until I start bombing, you just had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new. That's my new. Get her done for when jokes fail. I'm just gonna throw <laughs> yes, that out there yes. as hard as I can. Why is it important to you know um, go and do things on your own? I'm a firm believer in it. Uh, I feel like um, you know the more you know how to do, the more you're capable of finding a different avenue to get you to where you eventually want to go. That's why mm-hmm. I encourage people to do their own things, especially now. With YouTube and social media, you know, it really is in the creator's hands of how successful yeah. they're going to be. So talk about the importance of like doing everything pretty much on your own. Like, you know, you have help, you have friends and stuff like that. But oh, yes, yes. Betting on, you're betting on yourself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no man is an island. You're, you're always going to find like minded people who you want to work with. Yeah, I mean, like when you told me, hey, let's do a podcast. I was like, I love this guy. This guy was freaking hilarious at the festival. Of course, I want to do this show. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's important to know how to do stuff on your own because their comedy, like I said, there's going to be times where you're on your own Mm -hmm. and you need to figure stuff out and nobody's knocking on your door. There's times where that happens. There's times where, you know, the gig bucket dries up. You're not getting the shows you want. Yeah. I mean, I've had that time where I looked at, I look at April. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, like this ain't good. (laughs) Like, Something, something's getting shut off. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, but, but, you know, and, and it's, it's up to you. You have to, you have to cold call venues. You have to sell them on you. You have to convince them you can give them the best show ever, you know, and that goes back to the whole, who cares if they say no, you just need a few yeses, you know, yeah. just to break down a month. All right. Let's say you want to work Friday and Saturday, right? There are four Saturdays there are four Fridays. Get eight yeses. Hell, get four yeses and ask that you could do two nights. You know, it doesn't matter if you got 100 no's. No one's going to know you got 100 no's. Everybody's going to look at you and be like, that dude got eight yeses and he's working every weekend. That's a success story. Yeah. They don't look at the percentage. So it's important to know how to do stuff on your own. And if you don't know how to do that stuff on your own, find someone who will teach you. Find somebody who will show you how to do it. Volunteer. You know, one of the things I did was, um, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't get, there was a time where when I was in Youngstown, there was a thing, there was a group of people that had a comedy group there. I couldn't get in. I just Mm -hmm. couldn't break it. 
I performed in their open mic spots, but they would never take me serious. So right. one day I just said, screw it. I'm just going to do my own open mics. And at one point I was running the most open mics in town and they were very successful and I was making money off of them and I was being able to pay people, you know, because I would do like three open mic spots up front and then the next spots are paid spots. And I get them paid, I get myself paid. And the people who open mic, if I, I like see they're growing, I try to move them into the pay spots and just keep, and then I tell people, you know, let's keep filtering it through. So everybody's getting paid every once in a while. And that was great. And, to, and then what happened was uh, a club owner came to one of my shows. I was just hosting. And again, I was hosting. This is why I tell people, don't ever belittle hosting. Mm -hmm. A comedy club saw me host, ignored everybody else on the show, said, do you want to work this weekend? I said, hell yeah, I want to work. <laughs> the, and all because I can work, because I can host. A lot of people, they want to jump to the feature spot, which is great. But if you don't know how to host, trust me, you won't be able to headline. Because sometimes what happens when the guy in the middle sucks ass? <laughs> He's like, you got to bring it back up. You got to use your hosting skills. And a lot of times on the road, there's not always a host. A lot of people don't know this. There's a difference between featuring and middling. Mm -hmm. Middling means there's a guy in front of you that's going to tell jokes. Featuring means you might have a guy who owns the bar who tells really awful jokes that are from a joke book and then brings you up. And if you don't know how to warm the audience up, then you're in trouble. Right. So, so, but like I said, I got into clubs because I decided I'm just going to do this myself. You know, and there was a time in Columbus where there were certain gatekeepers who aren't around anymore. I wasn't getting the shows I wanted to be on those shows. And I said, screw it. I'm going to work the road then. And I worked the road and I did very well. You know what I mean? I just... I decided it was tough. There was nights where I was exhausted. I wanted to sleep. I told myself, no, no, get out to this thing. This club owner, he wants to see you perform, so go, go do it. You know, I drove two hours to Cuyahoga Falls to perform in Funny Stop on Wednesday nights. Right. And I'm exhausted. And I had to go to school the next day when I was going to school. I told myself, hey, just make the drive. Make the drive. It'll be worth it. Now I, I, and I got last year, I got the headline at the Funny Stop. And that was really cool. He gave me a headline spot during the middle of the week. And I was like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean, my point is, is just, just go out and do it. Don't yeah. care about what anybody thinks. Okay. Cause they're not you. You're not the one. They're not the ones next to you helping you or doing stuff. They're, they're just complaining. Go and do your best. Cause I will never give shit to somebody who's out there giving it all they got. Yeah. Because you know what? The person, it, cause I, I've seen this happen before. I had a guy who, who used to shit on uh, this, this this featured act. He was shitting on the guy. This he was shitting on a comic who hosted this comedy club, right? I'm just shitting on, right? All the time showing. And next couple of years, that the guy who was featured became a headline, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, still shit on that guy who was hosting, right? And he moved up to feature, still shit on. Eventually, the guy he was shitting on ended up inheriting the club and owning it. Mm. And guess who fucking didn't work there ever? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And and that guy was doing his best. He was so that's why I tell people don't shit on people who do the grind. You yeah. do not know. That person you think is below you might be the guy who green lights your sitcom. You don't know. Right. So always be humble, always be nice, always be thankful to everybody. You know, I tell I tell people, you know, people are always saying, well, you, Jesse, you did a lot for me. I'm like, dude. Just remember when I need someone that I want to open for, I want to open for you. you know I mean? Like, trust me, when the career crashes and the drugs <laughs> kick in, I need to open for somebody. 
Trust me. Trust me. I'm I'm fully prepared to go into my washed up phase. Right. You, that's why I'm not. That's why I'm nice to everybody. I'm just ready. To, I'm ready to fucking peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll volunteer my services for your uh, next comedy special if you need me to give you guys water, chips, whatever, <laughs> whatever you need me to do. I'll, I'll yeah. definitely help because I definitely want to see like how it's how it's done. You know, I'll show you. Yeah, in general, you know, just definitely so. Yeah, I'll show you. And and that's the thing I always tell everybody. If you have a question to ask me about anything, ask me. I'm not one of those guys that's all, that's going to look at you like, why are you asking me? I'll, 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 I'll give you the blueprints. I tell people, I will give you the blueprints to anything I've done. Right, right, I'll tell right. you how I did it. I'll tell you when I did it. I'll tell you why I did it. I'll tell you what not to do. I'll tell you what to do. Because here's the thing. It, this, this, this is what I was talking about earlier. Building that community, building that no man's an island. You can have your island and do stuff, but you got to have the bridges that come in and let people in because, you know, you got to trade with people. You got to trade ideas. You know, that's how everybody comes becomes successful. I mean, no one needs to gatekeep information. That's the thing. There is a right now with online, with all the all the clubs in the nation, all stuff and the and the non clubs, the, the fire hall shows, the VFW shows and all stuff. There is enough for us to go around. There's enough for imagine if. We all got along so sharply. We all ran our own rooms where we were all making decent money, but we were all rotating among our own rooms with each other. Yeah. Imagine that. We would we'd be all we would be all making money every single week. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, hand over fist. And that's that's why I think it's so important because that I think that's achievable. I think that I think creating a network like that is so important to us because you know, it, here's the thing. If we don't take our shit as serious as, as we want it to be taken, why do we expect anybody else to take it serious? Right. Why? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough because people don't understand the work that really goes into this. That's why I always tell people, don't be afraid to say no to Mm -hmm. certain things. I was talking to somebody, say no. Someone offered me a door deal. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, no. And I said, no, because not to be mean, not to be, um, but it's like, I know that I, I'm worth more at this point. I know that I've worked hard to get, to get higher up. And I, I think I deserve more. And, and that's not greedy. That's not being uh, selfish. That's not being full of yourself. That's not, but it's, that's valuing yourself and respecting yourself. Cause at the end of the day, you have to look at this. You're a product. You're right. a product. If, if imagine if like there's a club seeing that you're doing door deals left and right. Why should that club pay you any money you want them to pay you? Why can't right. they, why can't the club say, yeah, you're not going to work flat. You're going to work uh door deal. That would break your heart. You'd be like, Oh shit. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's, 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 I always tell people, don't be afraid. Don't be yeah. afraid. You will always, you will always find something better. You will always find, trust me. I, I firmly believe that there are times I've failed up. Yeah. <laughs> I truly sometimes believe, I don't believe it always, but there's sometimes I'm like, fucked up pretty good (laughs) (laughs) but but uh yeah one of the last questions i want to ask you man (laughs) where does like all this confidence come from you know like it has an unwavering sense of confidence where does all this come from fake (laughs) (laughs) fake i am a hypocrite i am a hypocrite (laughs) i will that that is one thing i'm so 100 sure of as i'm a uh, a full-on hypocrite. I will tell you one thing, and then I'll do the next thing, the opposite. I'll tell you, like, never doubt yourself. And then I'll be in the mirror and be like, you're so fucking stupid. You know? <laughs> but, okay, so, it, it's, you. It, at the end of the day, you ha- it, your brain is a muscle, 
Okay. Your brain is a muscle and you see people that work out. You see people that eat healthy. You see people that exercise. You see them do all this stuff because it's for the, 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 the benefit of their muscles, their body and everything like that. So what about the brain? What do you do to feed the brain? The brain is one of the most powerful muscles in your whole entire body. And I believe that because your brain can change, can choose realities. You can believe everything is going great in life and you can believe everything is going bad in life. It doesn't matter how good looking you are. I mean, if you think you're at the bottom rung of the ladder, you're at the bottom rung. That's it. You're done. So you really have to constantly tell yourself like, look, I may not be perfect right now, but I'm on my way there. I'm going to get there. You know what I mean? And sometimes don't worry about the adulations, worry about the creations. You want to do this because you love doing it. Okay. Worry about doing that. And trust me, someone will be out there. Someone will dig it. Someone will dig it. You know, um, like, you know, they're, they're, you might be putting out videos on YouTube. You might be hitting zero videos, views. Don't stop. Figure out why it's hitting zero. Look at information. Look up Google stuff. Like why, how can I get my views up? I said that. Keep going, keep going. Because eventually you will hit it. Because literally, I, so I took martial arts growing up. And they said that uh, what a black belt was, was a white belt who never gave up. So if you constantly move forward and you keep pushing, you will win. And and I'm, and I'm some of my confidence comes from the Rocky films and the Creed films. Because I grew up on those films. Love all those films. Uh, I know, I memorized like every major speech from there. But the whole, the first movie was about him not, he was, wasn't trying to beat Apollo. The first movie, he just wanted to prove to himself he can go all 12 rounds. Everybody in that whole movie believed that he was going to get knocked out in the third round, done. But he lasted all 12 rounds. That was the win for him. Not getting the belt, not trying to knock him down, not trying, just the last 12 rounds. And he felt like he was on top of the world. That's all he wanted. And that's what I want to do in my comedy career. I want to go the whole 12 rounds. I want to know that I did everything I wanted to do. All right. And whatever happens at that point happens because that's in my control doing those things. And if I do them, fantastic. And it's hard to, to remind myself of that at times, but you know, I, I like, I have reminders constantly. Like, so one of the rings I keep on me, it says you're enough. It's really scuffed out. It's really gone. But I have these constant reminders to keep my brain intact and telling myself no you're doing it right you're doing it positive you know it, it's it like i said providing yourself with a lot of positive stimulus is it's helpful yeah yeah and i don't want to sound like i'm trying to sell somebody about my commune cult or anything like all right here comes the kool-aid you know nothing like that <laughs> <laughs> nope don't worry about him dying that's not poison keep drinking <laughs> keep drinking yeah. yeah not trying to sell anybody on a death cult here all i'm trying to say is you know out of all the sperm that went into your mother's egg, you made it. I, you were a one in a million shot already. You were a one in a million shot. So you are already impossible. Think about it. Ty, what are the what what is the odds that I would be speaking to you and you would be speaking to me today on this very day? It, the, the number's astronomical. It's yeah. it's literally impossible that but the odds of us talking, but we are here. Yeah, we're here. So if everything is that impossible, then everything must be better. I mean, you're here. So make every make make every lap around the sun a victory lap. Yeah. Have fun, enjoy life, do what you love to do, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Don't be a dick, and <laughs> just um, just know that you you you're here, and we dig what you're doing. That's it. 
I feel like people are definitely going to save this episode. I feel like I'm talking to my father right now. Like I'm getting a good <laughs> pep talk from my dad. If you're not a dad, you're going to be an amazing dad. Like they're going to come <laughs> up and be like, listen, babe, it's going to be okay. It's just yeah. great. What's a scrape? It's not the toy. <laughs> Jesse, before we go, man, can you tell people why they should listen to comedians in bed? Uh, you got to listen to this show because you know what? This is this is like the ultimate hangout for what comics do. This is it. We're hanging out. We're talking. We're having a good time. And it, 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 it here's the thing. There is do it, you, you can agree with me on this. Doing an open mic is fun. Doing a comedy show is fun. Doing a comedy, everything, all the comedy club. It's all fun. But there is nothing better than sitting in the back of the green room with the other comics. Right. And trading barbs, trading jokes, trading ideas, trading stories, trading experiences. It 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 to me is like you like when you see like the atom and the cortex and all that science stuff. You like the Jimmy Neutron thing where that thing, the little atom like swirling and all that stuff. Yeah. And in the center is this ball. That ball is this show, man. This is what this captures the human spirit of just talking, having a good time, laughing. And I love this show. This is a great show, dude. Really I appreciate it, man. That's what we're striving for, man. Here, that's that's I, I, that's exactly the vibe. I definitely want to set. Just give a comedian's break, you know, because we go we go through a lot just thinking about so much and <laughs> give us that that break, man. Where can uh we got it down low below? But Jesse's uh comedy special, Hot Mess, is now available on Roku. It's also available on Prime and YouTube. You guys are definitely going to want to check it out. It's hot stuff, funny stuff. Go ahead. Get those views up. I would greatly appreciate it. Jesse, where can people find you at? Well, like I said, go over to my website, jessepimpinello.com. You'll have all my live dates and everything. I know I'm going to be in Newark this weekend doing the uh, horror comedy roast. I know I'll be doing that. Uh, I, like I said, I'm a big horror movie fan, so I'm going to be the Wolfman. Uh, then after that, I'm going to be traveling. I go, next week, the week after, I'm going to Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Then the week after that, I think I'm taking off because I need to, because I'm in a, a play as okay. well because I do too much. Uh, then after that, I go to the Funny Farm Comedy Club in Youngstown, Ohio. So check it all out. Uh, yeah, It's got all my information for my comedy special, my videos blogs everything that works if literally if you wanted to stalk me this is the kit <laughs> this is the kit <laughs> like like if anybody says it's hard to stalk me you didn't try hard enough you didn't go to my website that's what you didn't do but uh right. yeah go check out the website and thank you so much everybody I, I really appreciate it all the support and especially from you thank you so much for having me on this was an absolute blast Oh man, I, I had to have you on, man. Working with you at that show was great. I, I uh, it, it wasn't uh, a lot of people, and that's no fault to nobody. And I love that it was small and it was intimate, and I just freestyled to the best of my ability. <laughs> so we you had, no, you were great. We had a lot and, of fun, man. And you and I will work together. We'll talk after the after the show. I want to get into business right now, but we'll talk. Yeah, man, I appreciate everybody. Jesse Pimpinello with us today. Let's give him a round of applause for joining comedians in bed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much.